Happy holidays. It's time again for the 2023 ACB Holiday Auction. Come join your ACB friends on Zoom or ACB Media Sunday, November 26th at 6 p.m. Eastern for an evening of fun and fundraising for ACB. There'll be a wide variety of items for your bidding pleasure, including jewelry, collectibles, crafts, technology, gift cards, and those ever-popular baked items. All proceeds will go to support the work of ACB Media. If you want to get an early start on things, you can bid on items presented in the Sneak a Peek Appetizer Auction Friday and Saturday, November 24th and 25th. Watch your email for more details or you can email Leslie Spoon at lesliespoon at cfl.rr.com. We'll see you at the auction November 26th. Happy bidding! Opinions expressed on ACB Media are those of the respective program contributors and do not necessarily reflect the views held by the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Greetings, everybody. This is Ron Miller. I am a trainer with Vespero, and we're back again for another ACB Community Time Together. It is good to be here with you. And uh, uh, once again, today we're going to talk about working with styles and i'm going to to range a bit far and wide <laughs> so uh when i talk about styles and just in in ways to format uh your word document as you're working in it now we looked at some of this um in the context of uh putting together a document uh according to APA format American Psychological Association format back in august so for those of you who are writing along that day, some of this will be familiar. And I wanted to cover some ground that we didn't cover in that webinar and not touch on everything that we covered before. So I would refer you back to the webinar, and I don't remember the date. It was in August, however. And we looked at things like, uh, oh, goodness, setting margins and, and paragraph indentation and and doing some things that were demanded by the APA style guide uh, for a document. Uh, so we won't revisit all of that, but we'll, we'll touch on a few things that are old and we'll touch on some new things today. And hopefully uh, you'll come out of this thinking that this was time well spent for you. Here we go. So the first thing I want to talk about get my notes to catch up with me. The first thing I want to talk about is how to change the default document template for, for font and point size. How do we change font and point size uh, in our document? And again, this is one that we did cover, but this is a, a pretty fundamental thing, so we need to come back around to it. Uh, I will tell you that you can change the styles and attributes for the entire document or you can select a bit of text that you want to make different and you can only apply those these these styles and these changes to that text so for example if for some reason you wanted uh, to do some text in a different font but not the whole document you could select that text and then you would go through these steps and apply that style uh, I, I don't have any really good, as, as all of you know who have, who have done this with me before, you know that I'm terrible at thinking up examples on the fly. Um, but if you wanted to, for example, uh, you had a, a, I don't know, a joke embedded in your document, you could use cartoon font for that joke. Um, it's not anything I plan on doing, but you could. But you would only want to select the text of the actual joke, not the whole thing, right? So, 
not a real great example, but I think you get the idea. If you wanted to change the font type and font size for the entire document, you could press Control-A, which would select everything, and then uh, follow these steps we're going to look at and, and change your font size and point size. Now, here is something to be aware of. Please remember this. If you've gone through this document and you've already got headings in place, okay, you've done all this work, if you tell it, it being Microsoft Word, to change the font size, okay, different size font, you're going to undo the headings. <laughs> if you've got headings at a 16 or an 18 or a 20 point font, so they're bigger, headings one, heading two, headings at level three. If you say, okay, I want this whole document to be at least 14 point font, uh, everything is going to be 14 point font if you press Control A and select the whole document. So, if like I have done in a couple of papers during my recent college career, and you went in and you did your document, and you forgot that your instructor stipulates you must have a 14-point font, okay? Um, and you forget and your font is 11-point <laughs> throughout the document. It's small print. Then what you have to do, like I did, is you will select the text between the headings and make your point size changes. Okay, that's where you would want to select the beginning and end text and uh, select that whole block of text. Okay, so let's look at how to do this. I'm going to open up a document. Let's see, I should have one open here. Just a moment. And are you here? We don't hear it yet. You will. No, okay. no, you will. Don't worry. I've just been so anxious to hear it. I had to say something yeah. out of the way, you know. <laughs> It's the one you've heard over and over yes, again. Yes, it is. <laughs> it's that old standby that Dan Clark made long ago, the yep. St. Pete document from the sparkling blue water. I remember. Endless string of breakfast cafes, right? So <laughs> here we go. Um, Full speech. There we go. Okay. Lag, St. Petersburg, Florida. And this is a, a venerable piece of freedom scientific... Hunter Joyce history, <laughs> um, along with the uh, average temperature of the Gulf of Mexico sorted by month uh, Excel spreadsheet, which he put together long ago. Long, I, one of these days I'll have to contact him and ask him what he made, but I bet both of these documents hail back to the 1990s, um, back when we were still putting kerosene in our computers to make them run. So, I have this document, <clears throat> and... This is a prime example. I already have my title, okay? Saint. And if I press, are you guys ready for this? If you need to get your font information, you can press insert F. Insert F like font. 18 point, black on white, aerial, normal style, line spacing, single, paragraph formatting, aligned left, outline level. Etc. Okay. Let's press down arrow. Blank. Into the body of this document. What's the body font point size? Let's press insert F. 14 point, black on white, aerial, normal style, line spacing, single, paragraph. Okay, this is, uh, I, I did change this. This is sort of an homage to Dr. Trinkowski, but um, because 14 point is it. And actually, if you want to have uh, font type, it's recommended that you, you do your font size, uh, set it to at least 14 point. Uh, that tends to work fairly well, um, and, you know, if somebody's got a highly functional vision. 
Um, 11 point, which is words default, uh, is small. <laughs> so, all right. So you notice that my title is, is to a very large font. If I move to the first heading. Heading level one introduction. Insert F. Bolded, 16 point, black on white, Cambria, heading one style, line spacing, zero line. We're going to stop that. I'm not going to change all of this. Blank. So I'm going to move off of my heading. And I will show you how to change the font size. We're not actually going to change the document because I would probably bore you to death selecting text and all of that. So let's open the font dialog box. Uh, and this assumes you have either pressed Control A to select the whole document if you're going to change your point size, or you have, <coughs> excuse me, or you have selected the text that you wish to make a change in. For example, beneath a heading and before the next heading. <coughs> So you're going to press Control, Shift, F, like font, like Foxtrot. Control, Shift, F. Control, Shift, F, font, font, edit, combo, Arial, Arial. So the dialog opens, and the focus is in an edit combo showing the current font in use. And right now it's Arial. Generally, it's recommended that you use a non-serif font. And a serif, a font that has, <clears throat> excuse me, a, a serifs are, and I've never seen one of these, but it's um, they are described to me as little embellishments to the characters and the letters. It makes them look a little more artsy, kind of cool. <laughs> um, so they are more difficult for people who are low vision sometimes uh, to begin uh, to be able to understand to read. Not understand. But if you're looking at a serif font, so it's got a lot of squiggles and wiggles to it, um, it can make it more difficult if you're low vision to read that font. So, um, you know, we we suggest that you don't want to do that. And a couple of good fonts that are non-standard are um, oh, the Arial font like we have and Calibri, which is also available. So let's change this to Calibri. Okay, <clears throat> it dawns on me I can't mute my audio because we're in the document, not on the Zoom page. I apologize for coughing. <laughs> Hopefully, Larry can get rid of that later. So we want to re you want to change to Calibri. So I'm going to press C A L quickly. I could just do C, but there's a, a number of font names that begin with C. So let's try and um, Let's try and narrow this down. So when you're using first letter navigation and the find function that Windows offers uh, when we're in a combo like this, you do have to press the letters that you're using to, to narrow this, this search down pretty rapidly. If you press it slowly enough, each letter will be applied as first letter navigation. So if I pressed C, uh, I could be at all of the C fonts, then A, and then L if I do them too slowly. So C-A-L. Okay, and you're in a an edit combo. So now I'm in an edit field that says C-A-L, and I'm not going to continue that. I'm going to press down arrow. Cal, Calibri. And there is Calibri. If I press arrow down again. Calibri Light. There's Calibri Light. Uh, visually, that is different. I don't know the difference. Less calories, of course. Let's arrow down. California FD. Okay. Callisto MT. So let's go back up to... Calibri. California FB. And I'm just using down arrow and now up arrow. Calibri light. Calibri. So <clears throat> I could press enter now and my font would be changed. 
Now, remember, I didn't select any text. So the only place in this document that the font would currently be changed would be at my cursor position. Now, this is useful. Let us, we're back to my, my, my kind of dumb joke analogy. Let's say I really wanted to do a cartoon font. So I could select it. And I don't want cartoon for the entire document, as an example. I just want it in this one bit of text. So I would park my cursor where I want to start writing my joke. I would select cartoon. In this case, I've selected Calibri. And I would simply press Enter. Enter. Print view. Edit. Okay, let's look at what our font is with Insert F. 14 point. Black on white. Calibri. Normal style. Line spacing. Single. Paragraph formatting. Aligned left. Out. And I'll silence that with Control. So if I begin to type now, if I begin to enter text, it will be in Calibri. 14 point Calibri. Okay. <clears throat> and as long as I keep entering text, it will stay in Calibri. Uh, if I arrow up or down, move away from my own... Uh, insertion here, it will be back in the, um, uh, what is it, Arial point, uh, Arial font, which this document currently is set for. Okay? So, <clears throat> now remember we said the minimum uh, point size for low vision is recommended to be 14 point. Uh, we are at 14 points, but let me show you a couple of ways to change the point size of uh, of your font. Okay, of the text in your document. Again, remember, you can do Control-A to select the whole document if you've already got text inserted, and you can change the point size, but also remember that's going to mess up your headings because where they were big and bold, they're going to be whatever you set them to. So again, I recommend select the text specifically that you need to change. If you've already got headings and other formatting things in there, other styles applied, then you're going to need to do several steps. Select a block of text, without running over a heading, make those changes, move to the next block of text, etc. So, two ways to do this. We could press Control-Shift-F, Foxtrot, again, to go to the Fonts dialog. Control-Shift-F, Font, Font, <coughs> Edit Combo, Calibri. So we're in an Edit Combo. Let me press Tab here. Font Style, Edit Combo, Regular. So this is important, and kind of useful. There are better ways to do this, but this edit combo is the style of font. Remember, we're talking about styles here. Regular means just regular text. If I press down arrow, italic. it's italicized. If I press down arrow again, bold, and again, bold italic. Oh, there's both of them. And again, nothing. It's the bottom of the list. Let's go up arrow. Bold, italic, regular. Now, I'm going to show you a faster way to do this, so you probably won't mess with this very much, but let's press tab again. Size, edit combo, 14. There is size. Okay, if I press up arrow. 12, 11, 10, 9. I'm getting really small. 8. People are going to complain if we send them documents. Okay, 8 point is tiny. <laughs> um, let's go back up. 9, 10, 11, 12, 14. 14 point. Let's leave it there. I'll press, and it can go very huge. If I press, oh, let's see, if I do this with end. End. Mm, did it like what I did? Edit combo 14. Nah, I didn't like it. 16. Okay. 14. Well, just believe me, it gets really big. I think 40 point or bigger. Uh, giant, giant letters. Let's press tab. Font color automatic button. Okay, font color. I'm going to show you again another way to do this, but you can change the color of the letters of the font. So perhaps you want to uh, write something for emphasis uh, in red or orange, or yellow, or blue, or green, you can change the color. And we'll look at this in a moment. 
Underline style combo box none alt plus u. Okay, how do I want this underlined? Do I want to invoke this and underline my text? We can do different kinds of underlining by picking it in this combo. So when I turn on underlining, it will be, at least for this text, words only two of eighteen. Only underline the words. Single three of eighteen. Single underline a single line below the text. Double four of eighteen. Two lines. Thick five of eighteen. Fat line. Dotted six of eighteen. Dotted heavy seven of eighteen. And I'm not going to go through all eighteen of these. <laughs> Don't worry. One more. Dash eight of eighteen. Okay. So there's a number of ways you can show an underline visually if you want to invoke it and have it under your text. So. Um, uh, you know, I, I don't know, you know, if you've got something you want to emphasize with an underline, do not add water, right? Something like that. You can invoke it for this text. Let's go back up to none. Home, none, one of 18. I did that by pressing the home button. Let's press tab. Strike through checkbox, not checked. Alt strike through, as if I've drawn a line through the letters. Double strike through checkbox, not checked. Alt plus L. Okay, here's a checkbox. It says, when I do have a strike through or characters that are stricken through, struck through, <laughs> characters with a strike through, do I want a single line or two lines as if I'm really trying to strike through it? Superscript checkbox not checked. Okay. Plus P. Superscript, subscript, the digits appear above or below an equation, uh, a formula, text, oxygen is composed, or water is composed of H- Superscript 2, O, right? Hydrogen and two oxygen atoms. So that's a superscript. You find it in, in various places. Maybe that's a subscript. I always get them confused. Anyway, all the science folks out there are yelling at me now. I should know better. Subscript checkbox not checked. Alt okay. plus B. You could check this and do all subscript. Small caps checkbox not checked. Alt all caps checkbox not checked. Alt plus A. And this is the dialogue that we went into when we pressed Control Shift F. I'm still just tabbing through the dialogue. Hidden checkbox not checked. Alt plus H. Set as default button. Alt plus D. Okay, this is important. Do I want to make the only thing I've changed is Calibri, uh, and let's pretend I changed 14 point. If I want to make this a default for my document, <clears throat> I would use this button. Okay, so Calibri instead of Arial. Text effects dot 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 button alt plus E. Text effects we could open. We're not going to go that deep into this. I urge you to, to play and experiment. But let's shift tab. Set as default button alt plus D. And we will set it as default. Let's press space. Space font OK button. And we have an OK button. Cancel button. Cancel button. This document only radio button checked alt plus T. Now for those of you who remember our August adventure in doing styles, I wanted to walk you through this dialogue because we have OK. We have cancel, but we also have radio button here that says this document only. Or I can press down arrow. All documents based on the normal <coughs> dot dot template radio button checked. Alt plus A. Or all documents based on my normal template that's in there that, that draws, uh, sorry, that word uses. Excuse me, just a minute. <coughs> well, I'm sorry. Um. So I can either do it for this document or all documents. Okay. Let's tab again. Okay button. And I'm back to the okay button. And I'm going to set it up for all documents. We'll use Calibri instead of Arial as my default font. Now let's 
Let's go back around to this. Cancel button. All documents based on the normal dot dot template radio button check. All it is already, okay. already checked, so let's shift tab to OK. I could just press OK here. Enter. Or enter Same here. Dot dot word. Print view. Edit. So we've changed from now on. The default will be Calibri. That's not going to affect this document because it's already written, so it's in Arial. <clears throat> so. I'm in the meeting. I'm going to mute for just a moment. I'll be right back. Audio now okay, hoping Larry can uh, get rid of all of that. My apologies, everybody. I appreciate your patience. That's why I get paid the big buck, not a problem. That's right, yeah, man. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> it isn't the host of a webinar or a radio program or anything. It really has the power. It's the uh, the engineer who tweaks the audio um, and does the uh, the post production editing. <clears throat> That's a huge deal. Um, I just I really had to stop and and go grab a cough drop, which. I have close, but not immediately at hand here in the uh, Miller's Manor Communication Center. Okay, let's get back to it. St. Petersburg. So we are back in the St. Petersburg document here. So <clears throat> we have made that change, and um, let's talk about another uh, a way to change a couple of those things that we saw. So first of all. Let us pretend for a moment that I want to change just the point size, and I really don't want to tab through that entire gigantuous dialogue. All I have to do is press Control-Shift-P, like Papa. Control-Shift-P. Control-Shift-P, font size, edit combo 14. And that is the exact same edit combo. So I could use up and down arrow to change the size. 16. And press Enter. Enter. When I'm done, okay? So <clears throat> there are faster ways to do these things. If I want to change the color of my font, now we talked about this, and this could be important. When I change the color, I can press, uh, let's see if I, I've, I've jumped ahead of my notes. Let me find my color notes because I want to be sure I do it right. <clears throat> Because if, you, if you're thinking Control-Shift-C, <laughs> that's actually not right. So don't do that. And so I have to go find the, uh, the hard actual keystroke. And it's not too bad. Okay. So to, we're going to move to bulleted list in a moment here. Um, there we go. To change our font color, you have to press... Uh, control, you're going to do Control plus A to select the text that you want, um, or yeah, that's for the whole document, or select whatever text you want to change, or if, have we, if, as we've discussed before, you want to start right now at the cursor position writing in the color that you want, you're going to press Alt plus H plus F like Foxtrot plus C like Charlie. <clears throat> 
Alt H F C. Think of it as Alt H font color, right? Alt H F C. So Alt H F C. Automatic RGB zero 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 button selected. One of one. Alt A. So automatic red, blue, green, zero, zero, zero button. So we are put into a uh, a dialogue that has a couple of galleries we can pick from, and it's a, a palette of, of colors, and we can arrow through these uh, these different colors. They're in a grid pattern. So if you remember from before, if you press right arrow and keep pressing right arrow, JAWS tends to wrap around these grids, or you could do up, down, left, right. I just find that I miss stuff if I do it that way often. <clears throat> so, this first palette that we're in, I'll press down arrow once. HFC, theme colors, white, background one, RGB 255, 255, 255. Okay, so, so background. This is the background. This is not the letters themselves. Uh, if you're looking at a document on screen, there are the actual letters, and then there's the background. They're, they're on... They're on an edit field. We could call it on a page, right? On my PC in Word, the background is white. <clears throat> and you can, you heard 250, 250, 250. It's the color values. I don't mess with that. Um, but I can press right arrow. Black text one, RGB zero. Z- Black background. Let's press right arrow again. Tan background two, R- dark blue text two, RGB 31. Blue accent one, red accent two, R- olive green accent three, R- purple accent four. R- so I won't go any further. Let's go back to white. Let's see if I can press home here. Home, white, background. Yes, I can. Ask if you're totally blind, if you don't have enough usable vision to look at these and see these, ask if you're going to, to depart from kind of standard. Um, you want to be sure you're not using dark blue text on a light blue background or something like that because it could be problematic for some low vision folks to see it. And so you don't want to make things that are difficult. Um, I tend to leave mine on white and I mess with my foreground, the colors of the font themselves. So let's look at how we change the font color. I did want to show you, you can change your background color. Let's up arrow. Automatic RGB zero, zero. That's where we started. Let's arrow up again. Menu, group, gradient, submenu, two of two, alt follow. Not going to mess with the gradient. Let's up arrow again. More colors, dot, 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 one of two, alt One more follow. time, up arrow. Standard colors, purple, RGB, 112, 48, 100. So this is the same kind of um, grid with the the color information, the color value information, but it's now the actual font. So if you don't care, you don't want to mess around with the background color, uh, you would press, again, remember, Alt-H-F-C, Alt-Hotel-Foxtrot-Charlie or Alt-H font color, and you would press up arrow until you get to this particular grid. Now, I'm on purple. (laughs) Um, I, I guess that's what color this text was made. I didn't write this document, but purple. Purple RGB 112, 48, 160 button, 10 of 10. 10 of 10. There are no other colors immediately available unless I want to start playing with the numbers. So if I press right arrow, nothing happens. If I press left arrow, dark blue RGB 0, 32, 96 button, 9 of 10. So we're going to go backwards through these colors that are available. You've got dark blue, Blue RGB zero, light blue RGB zero, green RGB zero. One. And all I'm doing is pressing left arrow. Light green RGB, yellow RGB, orange RGB, red RGB. 
dark red, RGB. And that's it. So you've got a range of colors, dark red, light red, yellow, orange, three kinds of green, I think three kinds of blue we saw, and purple. So <clears throat> you've got a, a number of colors you can use, and you can change your font color. I had recourse to do this recently. Uh, I'm working with a student as part of my, my CADIS practicum, and uh, we are having to write to a, uh, a vendor she purchased a, a license key, and it's we're having some issues with it. Uh, and so one of the questions was about an error message or messages we received. So I left my default font. I think it's blue. But the actual error message that was generated by uh, Windows and then the Microsoft information in the link that we were supposed to follow, I, I went ahead and did in dark red. I, I didn't want to do bright red like I was correcting her spelling or their spelling <laughs> but i used a dark red just to make it stand out i thought as opposed to green or some other color orange or yellow to me sounded kind of silly i can't see it but um you know i, I just i used red so there are times you're going to want to change the font color manipulate that and do some things with it for me that was one of the ways i did that okay um you can press enter if you want to change the color i don't want to make a color change here so i'm going to press escape escape upper ribbon home font, font. and again escape home tab two of eleven and one more time escape leaving menus leaving ribbons edit so i am back into my uh document our saint petersburg document okay what if i want to make a bulleted list i want to have bullet points to which I actually often do uh, in my own documents here in the notes that I am reading with uh, reading along as I'm talking to you guys. Um, to make bulleted lists, you have a couple of ways to do it. If you're going to start a new list, I'm going to go into the bottom of this document. I'm going to press Control End. Page two, bottom of file blank. So I don't mess things up in the middle of the file. Let's Enter. Add another line. So if I wanted to create a bulleted list right now, and I'm just going to start. Uh, entering, uh, I can do this by pressing Alt. Upper ribbon expanded. Home tab. H, in case I'm not on the home tab, and then U uniform. Alt H U. Bullet library none. None button selected. One of eight. I'm in the bullet library. I've got uh, seven other choices, and if I press right arrow again, this is a grid. So the easiest way to wrap around all the ends of the grid is just to press right arrow. Who bulleted solid circle button two of eight. And who is just the the buffered H U that I pressed Alt H U. So the first one I can use is a solid circle. Bulleted hollow circle button three of eight. Bulleted solid square button full cross button. Bulleted four small diamonds button six. Bulleted hollow arrow button. Bulleted check mark button. And that's all. There's eight of them. Home none. Okay. You can select any of these and press enter. Bulleted solid circle button two of eight. I'll press enter. Enter bullets button. Okay, and I'm now on a list. Okay, open. Open door. Door. Period. period. So there's my my sentence. Let's arrow up. Uh oh, come on. Escape. Escape. Oh, Windows is being funny. Well, anyway, I'll, I'll move away and move back. Edit. Page two. Saint. There it is. I'm back in my document. I'll arrow up. Blank. Arrow down. Bullet. So there's my sentence. My text open door didn't make it, but the bullet point is waiting, and I could start typing right now. So you get the idea. Pick your bullet that you want, the type of bullet, and you can press enter there and begin typing your text. Okay? If you have a list that you've already created, 
if I were to write down uh, a number of items, open door, take three steps, etc., etc., and each one of those is its own line, I can select all of the lines that I want to become bullet points. Okay, this presupposes you've written each thing on its own line. And I could go in, press Alt, H, U, like uniform, uh, press right arrow, select the bullet that I want to use, and press Enter. And every single one of those lines that I have selected will now be bullet pointed. Um, and uh, the, 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 um, the paragraph that has these points will be formatted correctly. Okay? Another way, if you want to do a numbered list, let me press backspace. Blank. Selection deleted. Got rid of the bullet point. There are two ways you could do a numbered list. The simple way, uh, Word by default does this, unless you've gone in and made changes, is you can do what I'm going to do. You can press 1, period. 1, period. And space. Space. Auto-correct. List item 1. Okay? It's done. List. It's, it's made a numbered list for me now. Okay, before we made a bulleted list, this is a numbered list. And I can begin to type. Open. Door. Okay, open door. And I will press enter. Door, enter, two. And two is now ready. Okay. Take Take. three steps. Okay. Stess. Oops, I misspelled stess. Steps, sorry. S. I'll add a P. There we go. P, blank. And if I press enter. Enter, three. So I now have, let's up arrow. Level one, two. Take three steps. One. Open misspelled door. Oops. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Don't copy my spelling. <clears throat> so I've now made a numbered list, and it's pretty simple to do, isn't it? So let us take a moment, though, and look at You heard it say level one. You can have multi-level bulleted lists and multi-level numbered lists. Let me go down to number two. Two. Take three steps. What if take three steps isn't going to be my next um, main direction, okay? Um, I want to do open door, and then maybe I'll have points A, B, C, D under that. Uh, a, take three steps. B, look around. And then number two will be turn to the right, all right? So, again, bad example, but hopefully you'll understand. If I want to do a, uh, a second level here, if I want to do number one, then level A, or number two, number one, then level A, Right now, take three steps is number two. If I press tab. 2.25 inches, level two. A, take three steps, one of one. So what has happened is we've indented. I've pressed tab. So it's indented my paragraph. We have what's called a hanging indent where this paragraph is pushed in further to the right. Number one now sticks out farther than number two, which is now, notice... We're no longer at level one, we're at level two, and two becomes sub-point A. Let's arrow up. Level one, one, open, misspelled, door. Yeah, I should fix that. Let's arrow down. Level two, A, take three steps. Arrow down again. Two. There's number two, which we haven't filled in, and it would it's at, it's at level one. Okay, let's go back to A. A, take three steps. What if I say, no, that should be its own step? Okay, it should not be a sub-point of one. It should be number two. If I press Shift-Tab. 1.75 inches, level one, two. Take three steps, two of three. Okay, so point A has now become point number two because I press Shift-Tab and I pulled that line back out to the left so it's equal with one and three. Okay, so lists and numbers are pretty straightforward. If you want to do numbers a different way, let's say I have, again, 
a list of items. Each one is on its own line, just like we saw before. Let's arrow up. One blank. Let's go to a blank line here. Enter. Just so I'm not in a numbered list. <clears throat> so I've I've made this whole list. I've got a grocery list. Let's pretend. And I've kind of taken notes and written each out on a line, but I want to number them. One bananas, two rutabagas, three, I don't know, sp- spam, <laughs> something. So I want these this list. So I have selected the text that I want to be numbered. I've selected the text that I want to be numbered. I press Alt. Upper ribbon expanded. Home tab, two of 11. H. Followed by H. Sorry, H like hotel in case I'm not on the home tab. And then N like number. November. Alt, H, N, November. Numbering library. None. None button selected. One of eight. This is really similar to how you would pick a bullet point. If I press right arrow. H, N, one, two, three. Alignment left. Number format. One. Number alignment. Left button. Two of eight. One. So one, two, three. Now what you're not hearing, what I'm seeing in Braille, because I have my punctuation set to, to none for my PC cursor, is it's one period, two period, Three period is how they're formatted. Let me press right arrow. One, two, three, alignment left, number format, one number alignment, left button, three of eight. So number format now is uh, one and a uh, right parenthesis, two, right parenthesis, three, right parenthesis. Let me press right arrow again. I, two, three, alignment right, number format, I, number alignment, right button, four of eight. Oh, and the Romans are here. Roman numeral I, 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 <laughs> with a cap letter and period. Okay, so you've got Roman numerals. I'll do this one more time. A, B, C, alignment, left, number format, A, number alignment, left button, five of eight. Okay, so that's actually not a number format, but it's it's a, it's a an alphabetical list, A, B, C, right? So you have a whole bunch of things you can choose from. If I press enter here. Enter. Bullets button. Okay, I'm getting a, a bit of a hiccup with uh, escape. Saint word. Dot, dot Ooh, word. Page two. Edit page two. It let me out, and if I say the current line, level one, a one of one. Okay, so I'm in that list. If I can type something and press enter, it would be B, then C, then D. If I need to do a multi-level list, if there are points under letter capital A, I could press tab. One point seven five inches A. And it becomes a, well, let me do this again because 1.25 inches. Because it may not let me change this without actually having and text here. Home. Okay, so here we go. Um, up. Walk upstairs. This is a uh, <laughs> mobility thing. Stairs, enter. Oh, it didn't do it. Walk upstairs, home. Oh, you silly thing. Select land. We'll do it again. Can watch me do the command again. Alt. Upper ribbon expanded. Home tab. Two of eleven. Alt H- followed by. N. Like number. Number in library. None. None <clears> buttons. <throat> I'll go across to. H N. One. Two. I. Two. Three. A. B. C. Alignment left. I'll number press. format. A. Number alignment. I'll press enter. Enter. Bullets button. Okay, and it's going to be funny on me again. Escape. Saint Pete. Doc. Doc. <clears> word. <throat> page two. Edit. Page two. There we go. And it is normal. If you press escape, you come up through the hierarchy uh, of the ribbons as you went down. So it's not really, in this instance, it's not misbehaving. In the other instance where I, I didn't type my text, I think it was just me having a Ron moment. Okay, so. Walk up. Stairs. Stairs, period. And I'll press enter. Enter, B. There we go. 
Now, what if it is subpoint under A? It's not really B. Let's press tab. 2.00 inches, level 2. A, 1 of 1. So it's capital A, and then below that is a small A, a lowercase A. Okay, so again, you can change levels and do that kind of thing. Okay. So that is how you would do a bulleted list and a numbered list. That's how you change the levels of the list. Okay, one more thing I want to show you for sure <clears throat> is headings. We talk about them a lot. How can I do headings? How can I create headings? Level 1, A, blank. Well, first of all, let's get rid of all of the stuff I've done. I'm just going to press, uh, I've gone above, I'm a line above all the things we've done with our lists. I'm going to press Control shift uh, end. Selected a period. And we selected everything. I'm just going to press enter. Enter. To make a blank line there. <coughs> Excuse me. Even with the cough drop. Okay. So let's make headings. There's a couple of ways you can create headings. I want to show you the styles dialog first. If I press Control Shift S Sierra. Control Shift S styles. I'm taken to a, a pretty useful dialog. Let's press Control Shift S. Control Shift S style name edit combo normal. So we're in an edit combo box. <clears throat> I recommend you do not type things here because it will think you're trying to create a new style. Arrow down. There we go. And arrow down again. No spacing. So if you arrow down the first time, it it, it selects normal. Normal. And that's your, in this case, 14 point font because that's my default. Uh, no other styles set. It just it forces you to be just normal. So if you selected a bunch of text, I have done this in the past, where I have turned on heading at level one, and I've I thought I was just going to type my heading, and then move on to the rest of my my text under the heading, <clears throat> and I inadvertently made the entire bunch of paragraphs a heading. So every time you read and line down it says heading level one heading level one that's very annoying you can select the text that you want to remove a style from and you can uh, go to this control remember control shift s and put your focus on normal and press enter and it'll get rid of all of that for you so let's press down arrow no spacing because you've got a lot of different choices here no spacing i've never found a reason to use that but i'm sure there may be heading one here we are. So you can set a heading. Now remember, <clears throat> you can do this one of two ways, like with all other styles and font sizes and point sizes. You can either park your cursor where you want to start to create a new heading and select heading level one or two or three. We'll look at these. It goes very deep. And press enter and then, <clears throat> excuse me, and then press enter and start typing. Or you can select a, a line of text that you want to turn into a heading and then come and come here control shift s select the heading level and press enter and that will be applied to the selected text so if i arrow down i'm on heading level one right now heading two heading three okay heading four heading five title heading, so heading five. five is as low as it goes right now just so you know if you actually get enough headings and subheadings and sub subheadings that you're at heading level five Heading level six will appear in this list, okay, and so on. <clears throat> I think six may be the practical limit that it goes to, but I'm not sure. Title. Title. If you're creating a title at the top of your document, uh, this implements some style uh, 
changes. I think it's like a 28-point font, and, and there's some color changes and some it's bold and some other things. Subtitle. And again, subtitle, below your title. Subtle emphasis. Subtle emphasis. <clears throat> so you're composing some text, and you want to have, you want to emphasize it slightly. Uh, so it doesn't change the font size. Uh, it does some other things. That, I don't know if it bolds it. I don't remember. But it does some changes to it. But if you want to make just a subtle emphasis. Emphasis. And then not so subtle emphasis is just emphasis. Okay. Intense emphasis. Intense emphasis. And you might play with these. Remember, just uh, invoke this or select some text and invoke it. And then insert F. You can examine what's been done. So you can learn how each of these looks. Let's press down arrow. Strong. You want to write something, and you want to write it strong. Okay. Quote. You're doing a quotation. It will change the style to indicate that this is quoted text. Intense quote. An intense quote. Subtle reference. Intense reference. Book title. And all I'm doing is arrowing down through here. List paragraph. Okay. So I'm not going to go through all of these. You have got list paragraphs, different types of lists, tons and tons and tons of things available in this, including headings, which were at the top of the list under normal and no spacing. So if you want to set a heading, if you want to set a title, if you wish to do a number of things, you can find many, many variations if you press Control-Shift-S, like Sierra, like the word style, okay? This is a place to kind of play and, and find a document you could mess around in because you may find the solution to some things that you want to actually do with your document and you haven't been able to figure out how. It lives in here probably. A lot of it does, okay? When you actually do make a change, let me just go up to heading. You can just press enter. Enter. Saint Pete Docs word. Saint and it's ready to go. I haven't started typing anything yet. Let me see if insert F will still tell me what's implemented here. Bolded. 16 point. Black on white. Cambria. Heading one style. Line spacing. So it is ready for me to do that. Now, <clears throat> like I've done before, let me show you some shortcuts that keep you from having to go crawling through those dialogues and those long lists. If you want to set up a heading, a heading at level one, you can press Control, Shift, and then number row one, which is the numbers above the QWERTY characters. Control, Shift, one. Tells Word, hey, let's make this a heading at level one. Alt-Control, one. And I just did the wrong command. Sorry. <laughs> it is Alt-Control, one. Praise God for muscle memory. It is not Control, Shift, one. And those of you who know this heard me saying this going, no, no. So you press Control, Alt, one. Control-Alt-1. Heading level 2, you can implement by pressing or invoke. You can press Control-Alt-2. And for heading level 3, Control-Alt-3. Okay? So remember, it was 16 points and some other things for heading level 1. Let's change it to heading level 3. Alt-Control-3. Alt-Control-3 or Control-Alt-3. Now let's press Insert F. Bolded, 13 point, black on white, Cambria, heading 3 style, line spacing, 1 line, paragraph formatting, aligned left, outline level 3. Okay, so it did, it did change what we're doing, okay? It changed um, that styles that were uh, implemented in that, uh, well, would be implemented in this text, right? All right, I know our time is getting short, and I know we've covered a lot of stuff. I would like to try and show you one more thing. And then I'll uh, I'll knock it off for now, <laughs> and maybe we'll revisit this 
again, I want to show you how to create a table, a table of contents. Now, this presupposes that you've got a document which is divided into headings and subheadings. Let me go to the top of this, top of this document. Page one, top of file, St. Petersburg. I should really get rid of. Undo, page two. I just did an undo because I've got that heading sitting there with nothing written in it, right? Bolded, 16 point, okay. black on. Let's don't do that. Blank, bolded, 16 point, undo. And let's see, is it gone now? Insert bolded, F. 16, One undo. Bolded, 16 point, All black right, on we're going to take our own advice and go to the normal. <laughs> so... I can get there one of two ways. I can press um, F6 to cycle around to it. I'm just going to press Control-Shift-S again. Control-Shift-S, style name, edit combo, heading one. No spacing, arrow. normal, enter, St. Pete dot docs work. All right. So, <clears throat> I made it normal. Let's go to the top of our document. Page one, top of file, St. Petersburg, Florida, blank. Okay, there's a blank line. Heading level one, And there's blank. my first heading. Well, I'm going to put a couple of blank lines more. Enter, enter. So I've now got three blank lines between my title and that first heading. I'm going to arrow up once. Blank. So my cursor is in between those two blank lines so that my table con of contents will have a blank line above and below it. Now, you can create a table of contents anywhere you want. Most people put them at or near the top of the document, right? And again, this presupposes that you've got a document which is divided into headings, okay, headings and subheadings. Okay, if you do, Word will take those headings and use them as um, the indicators of where your how your table of contents should be built. So you're going to place your cursor where you want the table of contents to appear. You're going to press Alt S. Sierra. Expanded. Home. Reference the tab seven of eleven. Alt followed by S. Takes us to the references tab. So Alt S like Sierra, which I just did. That takes us to the references tab of the ribbon, and then T to activate the table of contents uh, button. It's a drop down. Let's press T. And Built then in. automatic table one, automatic table contents label contents that includes all text formatted with the heading one three styles button one of three. So you've got three choices here. We'll do the first one, which is it'll build a table of contents for all of the uh, the text that's formatted with uh, headings levels one through three. Okay, you've got two other choices. For the sake of time, we'll just um, take the first choice. And all I have to do is press enter. ST, enter, ribbon, edit. Okay. I'll press up arrow. Table of contents and table of contents. So let's go to the top of our document. Top of file, St. Petersburg, Florida. There's my title. Arrow down. Blank. And down again. Table of contents, contents, and table of contents. And down arrow. Link, introduction one. Link, features and attractions one. Link, history one. Link, earliest history one. And that final one, one, one you're hearing is page one because this is not a long document. Link, 19th century exploration and growth one. Link, growth of transportation, export and tourism two. Link, conclusion two. So we've created that table of contents, okay? Um, that's how you do it. That It's it's that simple to create your table of contents. Um if you need to update a table of contents, let's say you've added or removed some headings, okay? You're going to do the same steps, Alt-S-Sierra, and then you're going to press the letter U, Update, U, Uniform, to activate the update. It's that simple. If you wish to remove a table of contents, again, this is getting familiar, right? Alt, 
S like Sierra. And then you press the letter T for table of contents. And you'll arrow down through those choices you saw. And one of the choices is remove table of contents. And you press enter on that. Okay. So we've covered a lot of ground. We've got a few minutes left for questions if there are any questions. All right. I, I can get over here. I see one hand. Terry, you can now unmute. Okay. Yes. Can you hear me now? I can. Good and readable. Terry, go ahead. Okay. Great. Thank you. Um, great presentation because you answered some questions that I had. So that was great. My one, I have two quick, quick questions. One is whenever I've been sending an article for our newsletter, mm -hmm. and then they say, I'm going to give you the changes in red. How do I find those changes in red? That's my oh. first question. Okay. That's a great question. Um, you, you can, if you ever want to know the color of something, you can press insert and then number row three. Enter key to pass through. Oops, I'm sorry, that's wrong. Insert, it should be, uh, oh, five. I'm sorry, insert number five. I'm doing this from memory. <laughs> my forgetter is much better than my memory. Insert five. Blue on white. Okay. So blue on white is what I've got. Blue font ah. on the background. And but that will tell me anywhere in the document where it, it would will, be? It will. The other thing you can do, and we just don't have time to, to go into it now, is yeah. you can set JAWS to indicate a color change. Fire me okay. an email, rmiller at vispero.com. Okay, what is your what is it again? R like R like Ron yep. and then Miller Ron. at Vispero, uh -huh. V-I-S-P-E-R-O.com. Rmiller at Vispero.com, and I'll get this info to you. We covered this in a past webinar, but I, I couldn't tell you right yeah. where. And I have and I was not at that webinar. That's okay. And, and then my only other last question, which you might be able to answer if I email you as well, would be um if I want to review my document that I've written, like I do agendas and so forth, yeah. and I want to know what is centered, and I, I want to make sure that something uh, did take the center at, at the end of my you know, thing oh. and what was bolded. So how do I, what is that, attributes? Is that called reading the attributes yeah, you want to look at something? the attributes, right? And yes. your best friend is, remember, insert F, insert F, Foxtrot. Okay. Remember like font? So park your cursor. Oh, so you could do it with that too. Okay. Absolutely. If I arrow down. Okay. Table of contents. I'm in my table of contents. To my heading. Okay. Yep. Now it says heading. You heard Jaws say it, but let's say it's something else. You want to have something bolded or whatever. Right. You can just press insert F. Bolded. 16 point. Okay. And it tells you. Excellent. Okay. Perfect. Thank you so much, Ron. And I will email you for that. For Super. Thanks for being with us. Yes. Thank you. Anybody else? Got just a few minutes left here. Uh, nope, no other hands right now. Okay, well, we'll give them a minute or so, and if not, we'll wrap it up. Uh, it's been good again to be with you. My apologies for for coughing. As I said, uh, <laughs> the allergies are going strong. Uh, we've just gotten a bunch of rain finally. We've had a dry spell down here, so, um, you know, all the, the molds are molding and other things are, are blooming or growing or, or something. You know, it's Florida, so stuff is always going strong down here. So let me say last call for questions. Last call, last call. Okay. So far we are clear. All righty. Well, I'll thank everybody for being here. Again, it's it's always great to get together with all of you. And um, remember, uh, freedomscientific.com slash training. Tons of resources there. If you want to get together, 
and and you know ask me a question i'm not as i'm not really a great tech support asset because i don't always respond fast like our tech support folks would but i'm happy to answer questions as i can it's r miller that's r m i l l e r at vispero v victor i s sierra p papa e r o vispero.com so with that i'll say everybody have a great uh, rest of the day. For those of you that are time-shifting and listening later, thanks for listening to the recording. It's been a lot of fun. We'll see everybody after Thanksgiving here in the U.S.